So today's show is about the theme of psychics, divination, and seeing the future. Hi, this is Andrew Wayfinder, psychotherapist, life purpose coach, and soul healer in Chelsea, London. You're listening to The Way of the Awakened Soul podcast, a show about finding your soul's purpose and how to use science, psyche, and spirit to guide and follow your true path in life. Tune in weekly for inspiring stories, cutting-edge science, and ideas, along with spirit healing and guidance sessions. Join the show at thewayoftheawakensoul.com to have your questions answered on the air and win a free healing or divination session for yourself. Now, let's get started. A little while ago, I was being interviewed by the producer of a psychic TV show about divination and working with people on the air. And they asked me, you know, if a caller called and said, tell me if there's love in my future, what would I say? Because their business model and what they're about is giving people answers to those sorts of questions. And I said, well, unfortunately, you know, I can't, I can't answer that way because that's not how divination works in shamanism. I mean, one of the basic things is that you cannot ask spirit for a yes or no kind of question. And in a funny way, you know, is there love in my future is trying to get spirit to tell you what's going to happen, to be very black and white about things. And it just doesn't work that way. So, for example, a very common thing, question people will come to me for divination is help with a relationship. And so the obvious question is something like, should I marry John? And I said, well, you know, spirit's not going to tell you that because that interferes with your spiritual freedom. And also, it's never that clear cut because, well, as physics say, you know, past, present, and future are all the same thing, and our experience of time is sort of a mental fiction. We won't quite go into that. But as we go through life, there's a texture, and, you know, something that you do right now will shift the fabric of space and time so that you can't really predict what's going to happen. So, again, getting back to should I marry John? Barrett won't tell you that. So the question you would want to ask is, show me the nature of my relationship with John so that I can, you know, make a good decision. Or help me understand, you know, my choices. And then you'll see a picture that, that might make it a little bit clearer. To give you an example of how that works, you know, how rich a divination can be and how long the answer may last, Back in July of 2009, I was engaged to a shaman and madly in love, and we decided to do a joint journey. We synchronized our watches. She was living in London. I was still in the States at the time, so I didn't know where she lived. Hadn't I'd only met her in the States and, and over the phone. So we set up this joint journey where we were to ask you know, our helpers to show us what it would be like to have you know, her name is my life partner, and she did my name as her life partner. And this is what I discovered. So my intention now is to journey to the upper world and ask my celestial parents, please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. I ask for your guidance and for your strength to stay alert, to be present to the messages. I thank you in advance for all that you do. Hey, 
I'm scared. It's okay, we won't hurt you. I know that. I'm afraid of doing it wrong. Doing what? Doing the journey, and by extension, everything else. Andrew, 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 you've always been stuck on this. There is no wrong. That was your father's idea. And it's just the journey, and whether you pay attention to your feet as you walk the path. The path is whatever you want to make it. It's your choice how you go through the jungle, the forest you keep seeing in your head. It'll be whatever you want it to be, whatever you make it. It's up to the two of you. Andrew, 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 you're always looking for guarantees, previews. You're going to be fine. You always were such a timid boy, with good reason. But you're not a timid boy anymore. You're actually, and you know this, much braver than you give yourself credit for. I see a glass building on the river. There's a sense of gardens, lawns, trees. But I'm reluctant to go inside. It's like I don't want to know. I'm afraid of being disappointed. Help me. I really don't know what I'm doing here. What do you mean? Right now, with the journeying, but also, I laugh, the whole thing. It's all so big. It's what I want, and I'm scared to really look at it, enter into the journey. It's like I don't want to spoil the mystery or the surprise. Is that true? No, I don't want to know if there's bad news. Why would there be? This doesn't feel like it's working. How would you know how to do? I write down the question. I'm using a journal. And then I start to see. I see the earth from space, and I see two little flames rising up to the heavens, twirling, braiding, moving around each other, rocketing up, playing, almost like dolphins of light. A tremendous rush of freedom and joy, laughter, excitement, giddiness. Then there's great stillness. They stand together, watching over, maybe waiting. I can't tell who is who. There are just two flames, two flames, distinct, warm. I want to say fierce, but that's not the right word. Just big warm flames, big warm flames, sort of a sense of a body, the outline of a body, at the center of each. They're very calm, very happy. They're equal here. It's not always the case down there, but they know they're equal here. And that's what they're working for down there. And they really do work. They're very committed, not just to each other, which they are, but to the journey. So up here, everything's great. They're together, they're calm, they're happy, playful. They can go anywhere. What's it like down there on Earth? I'm afraid to see. Help me. Help me go down and see what I see. Show me. Show me more clearly what's it like. Please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. We can't show you literally. We're not fortune tellers. I write the question again. Keep to the light. If you just remember how you are, just these two flames, that's the truth. You are together already in spirit. It's just getting together in body, in the world, and learning. Learning how to make that work. Both of you have a lot to learn on this plane. You've learned a lot, but you've done it apart. Now it's time to do it together, in concert, in harmony, to bring your flames together, to burn away the impurities. There's an image of a log with a flame at either end, slowly burning their way towards the center where they join, giving off light and heat to everyone. Please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. You have nothing to fear. Fear is a habit. 
remember to look for the flame, not so you can burn and hurt yourself. You don't have to dig around in the mud or the ashes. The old fires are gone. They're dead. They're cold. There's nothing there for you. Everything's in the air. It's burnt up. It's in the new fire. Feed the new fire. Bring today's wood, the new wood, the wood of now, into the fire. Keep those flames alight. Tend that fire. Use it to tend, to warm, to cook, to bring light, to create, to shelter, to nurture, to love. The old fires are dead. Tend the new fire. That's what I see. I see a fire, but a new one in a new place. With people gathered around, elders, babies, children, friends, a huge circle of people gathered around the fire. Thank you. Please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. I'm in the jungle. I see the jungle. Lush vines, flowers, trees, sunlight. Sunlight coming down. Butterflies, beautiful colors, greens. The air is rich and moist and fragrant. There's a beautiful pool of water. There's a tremendous feeling of love, but very physical. An image of bodies entwined on the beach and the water. Just at one with everything. Each other, obviously, but the water, the air, the light, the plants, the mud, the sand. Very private. Secret, but in a good way. As in protected, honored, respected, held sacred. It's a love garden. It's our love garden. It's more than a garden, and I'm chuckling. It's a jungle. It's the rainforest. Wow! Please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. I see northern woods. Not woods, but tundra, snow, ice. A team of dogs, dog sled. Very intelligent dogs working together, tremendous energy and wisdom. Almost like wolves, all coming together to pull this sled. There's a sense of maybe cold times and some difficulty. Not difficulty, but a journey that must be taken. A passage through the cold. The cold is not bad, it's just what it is. It's what needs to be. It's what is, what needs to be responded to. And there's this dog sled team, and they're pulling. It's not really clear who's on this sled or with this sled. There's just the sense of a sled and working together. Kind of a clarity of purpose and a real simplicity. Just doing what needs to be done. Again, it's really strong, working with the dog sled, working with the dogs, a team of animals, to move safely across the ice to get where we're going. Thank you. Please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. Volcano in Hawaii. A big crater full of lava. Tremendous energy. Awesome. Not a sense of an explosion, just of tremendous force, tremendous energy, molten rock, warmth. It's not going to blow up, it. blow up, but you can't dive into it either. Kind of balance there, I guess. What would happen if you go into it? I don't know. That's an interesting question. There's sort of a sense of keep my distance, but maybe that's my fear. I don't want to go into it, but at the same time, it feels like a warm bath. It's not really a volcano. It's a crucible. It's where metals are melted down and the impurities rise to the surface. Now deep inside, there's the pure gold. And we can pour the gold out and make it into any shape we want. But what I'm seeing is two statues, two figurines, a man and a woman. Also a chessboard, some sort of game board with lots of little pieces on it. I see the pieces, but the man and the woman... Again, they're together, but they're their own people. They're distinct and unique people. Thank you. Please tell me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. It's a tropical beach. 
there's a sense of a lagoon. Still cool waters, still blue-green waters, a pool. A strip of sand around curving out to a ring of coral. Trees behind me. It feels sort of like paradise, but it also feels very empty. It's a paradise image. It could be paradise. But again, it's a theme of learning. Needing to learn how to, how to receive the beauty and abundance that is here. The lagoon is just teeming with life, and so is the jungle. But I certainly am here, naked and perhaps alone right now. Waiting? Not knowing? Needing to discover the skills and to receive the abundance that is here. Understanding, needing to learn, and to receive the abundance. This is not about so-and-so or her. It's about me. This is about us learning together how to unlock. No, unlock is too forceful. How to build a life in paradise. Life here is paradise, and it's just a question of paying attention, learning what needs to be learned, asking for help. Help is all around. But still there is a sense of being cast away or lost. Yeah, so it's a real knife edge. The potential is here, very definitely. And it's very far from, in a sense, the world of civilizations, of machinery, of normal life. So is what it's saying is that being cast away is a choice? Or, ah, running away is not an option. Hmm, thank you. Please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. Back in the heavens, the night sky, full of stars, twin flames up in the heavens, watching over things, and down in a field, like two fireflies, playing, circling, just dancing through the night in the field, two lights dancing with each other, connected, not alone, but apart. And at the same time, the field is full of lights, full of other dancing spirits, lights going about their lives and business. So both kind of a picture of being a part of everything and dancing with everybody else and dancing, playing with each other, and being watched over from up on high by our two flames and by many others, the heavens full of guardian angels and friends. Thank you. Please show me what it would be like to have so-and-so as my life partner. Show me anything that I might have missed. Is there anything I need to know? I see a turtle. I see a sea turtle swimming, an old sea turtle, and a young one. A whole migration of turtles. But I see an old turtle swimming. And there's an old turtle on the land with mud and a pond. There's two old turtles, two old turtles. Now the sea turtle is a young one, and the land one's an old one. It left the water a long time ago. And the young one's coming to join the old one? Or they're, they're just turtles. The old turtle is ready to die. To die. Or pass on its wisdom. And the young turtle. There's an old turtle in the sea. It's just not clear. The land turtle is alone with memories of other turtles. And the sea turtle is... Image of little turtles hatching. Hundreds, thousands of them going to the water. Old turtles are like guardian spirits. They're there, but we don't really see them. We see the young ones, the ones that are born, sort of the big ones, three or four feet across, swimming in the oceans on long voyages. And the big ones are in the background somewhere, dreaming their dreams. The land turtle sleeping in the sun, dreaming its dreams. Real strong image of the cycle, the circle of life, the web of life, from the oceans to the land and back to the oceans, all over the planet. Hmm, thank you. Is there anything else I need to know? Not really. Thank you. I'm going to go now. Goodbye.
So on the face of it, that was a really lovely and amazing divination journey full of rich images. And on the whole, you know, it felt like a very positive, you know, two thumbs up, you know, message from spirit about this relationship. And I did, I had been planning on moving to London, but I finally moved to London, moved in with this person. And it really was like the two flame experience until it wasn't. And literally from one day to the next, the relationship ended. I mean, she came into breakfast one morning and said, I want you out by lunchtime, refused to talk about it for a few weeks, and then basically just said, I I can't explain it, but I fell out of love with you. So I was, you know, pretty blown away by the whole thing. But not very long ago, I, I hadn't looked at this for a long time, and I pulled this divination out. And suddenly I was just looking at the different images And yeah, the two flames referred to the, you know, could easily describe the first relationship that I thought the whole thing was about. Not quite sure what the fire with the circle is about. But then the jungle image was very much like the next relationship I was in. I'm still in, actually. And then the Northwoods and Sled vision seems to be connected with, you know, helping my current partner go through an experience with cancer treatment for the last two years and some other struggles that I've been going through in life and stuff. So even though the story didn't seem to directly relate to the question, how are things going to turn out with me with me and this person? It does. It's telling me what's happening as I step into the future. But there are, there are branches and forks. As the the first thing said was that, you know, the two of us were equal up at the spirit level but not in this world, and we were going to have to bridge that. Well, we weren't able to bridge it. But it doesn't mean that that future is closed off. It just means that it gets fulfilled in a different way. Because what spirit's viewpoint is, the way I describe it to clients, is that we're down at the level of the playing field watching the game, and spirit's way, way up in the sky or in the stands looking down. So they have a very different perspective of how things are Not necessarily going to unfold, but what the landscape looks like. If somebody purports to be able to tell you that they can see your future, they can see things, but it's not necessarily in the way that you might, you know, it's not cut and dried. In the same way that, you know, when I'm doing a healing for someone, I can be, you know, watching something happening at the other side of the world, uh, working on a dog for once, a friend's uh, client's dog once, and, you know, watched as... My healer worked on a particular, the I think it was the right front leg. And this is a dog that was anxious, and that's what we were working on. And I just reported that to the client, and they said, oh, well, you know, when so-and-so, when the dog was a puppy, it broke its leg. It broke that leg, the, the right front leg. And so there is stuff that can be seen, but how to interpret it can be very, very complicated because, again, you're being shown stuff through senses and capacities that are other than human, in dimensions and scales that are other than human. So anyway, there's those are my thoughts tonight's show on psychic readings, fortune telling, and the future. If you are interested in having a divination session for yourself, do go to the wayoftheawakensoul.com website and subscribe to join the podcast mailing list. And you get a chance there to apply for a free divination or healing session that would become, you know, a topic on the show. Anyway, have a great night and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in. 
This was The Way of the Awakened Soul with Andrew Wayfinder. I hope you enjoyed the show and you're inspired to go live your life of meaning and purpose. Please leave a review on iTunes and make sure to go to thewayoftheawakensoul.com to get your questions answered on the show and win a free healing or divination session for yourself. Thanks and goodbye.